Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Once again, the Bays team is the best team, the Golden State Warriors. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Strength in Numbers. I'm Brandon Cadiz. The day after the Warriors lose to the Orlando Magic 130-129, to where the Warriors had a 16-point lead, Steph Curry goes for another 30-point game, but ultimately the Warriors drop their fourth straight game in a row, currently 0-4 in this road trip as they square off against the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. In New Orleans, we'll dive into starters possibly sitting, the whole issue with James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga and their growing pains, and what this two-timeline thing means for this season. All of that in this episode of Strength in Numbers. Well, folks, I don't know where to begin here. The defense, the issue of the bench, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga... We'll dive into all of that, but before I got to get this out of the way, you can follow me on Twitter at BKADIZ0, that's B-C-A-D-I-Z-0. You can follow this podcast page on Twitter at dubs underscore strength. Now, Steph Curry had a 39-point game. That is less of an issue. Curry has had multiple 30-point games this season. Him and Kevin Durant actually have multiple 30-point games this season and lead the NBA in that total. Kevin Durant with five 30-point games. Steph Curry with four 30-point games, courtesy of StatMuse. I'm getting all these stats from StatMuse. They put out that the combined record for the Warriors and the Nets, 5-12. Now, I don't want to get into the whole issue of Steph Curry needing some help. Because the starters are doing their job. Steph, Clay, and Draymond are great. They were great last night, in my opinion. And Clay Thompson was on fire to start off the first quarter. He had his best first first quarter start of the season. He played seven minutes in the first quarter. Nine points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal. Three of four from the field and perfect three of three from beyond the arc. Now, I tweeted that out and said that a good night was going to be coming for Clay Thompson. And he did have a really great night. Thompson finished with a season-high 27 points on 10 of 24, 7 of 15 from beyond the arc for Clay in 34 minutes. Ultimately missed the game-winning shot. Now, let's analyze that last play. Everyone knew it was going to go to Steph Curry. They jumped on him, double teamed it, gave it to Klay Thompson, took a little pump fake, and did like a little floater, runaway type of shot to try to win the game. Did not go through. The Warriors dropped their fourth in a row. And we'll talk about the defense after this, but we got to talk about our sponsors sponsoring this podcast every single week, and that is Bet Online. 
Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet. All your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, if you betted on Steph Curry having multiple 30-point games this season already with nine games this season, man, you are winning a lot of money. So check out our sponsors again and betonline.ag. Back to the defense, though, which has been the issue all season long. There has not been a single game where the Warriors have allowed less than 100 points. Every single game this season, when you take a look at the Warriors' schedule, they have allowed at least 100 points, which is concerning. Now, I was on Locked On Dubs, the post-game show, yesterday on YouTube with Cyrus Saatzas, and he said that he wasn't panicking, and he said that after 25 games would be an accurate sample size to when we can press the panic meter a little bit. Well, I said 15 games, and we're inching to that. Tonight will be game 10 against the Pelicans. I'll give you the number of points the Warriors have allowed in every single game this season. Opening night against the Lakers, 109. Against the Nuggets, 128. Against the Kings, 125. Against the Suns, 134. Heat, 110, Hornets, 120, Pistons, 128, Heat, 116, and last night against the Orlando Magic, 130. Now, the issue of defense really frustrates me because you're taking on teams that are not as good and you're allowing them to score multiple hundred points games against you. The Warriors championship runs were of course highlighted by the amazing offense and the bench depth last season, but defense has been in a factor in every single postseason championship run for this team. Now, if you joined us for the podcast on Locked On Dubs for the YouTube postgame show last night, I closed it off with this, and I've said it on multiple podcasts that Dante DiVincenzo, and Andre Iguodala are going to be factors to this Warriors team once they return. There is an article that I've been mentioning and have been talking about constantly in which Dante DiVincenzo is a great replacement for GP2 because he has that defensive intensity. He has that mindset of getting better. We saw that in Milwaukee, a couple shades of that in Sacramento. But coming into the Warriors this season, you know, preseason, he looked great in my opinion. A couple questionable games to start it off early on. We yet to have seen Dante in meaningful minutes. I think he will really bolster the second unit. And also, like I said, last episode, Andre Iguodala, even if he plays limited minutes on the court, give him eight minutes a game, he can really provide that 
defensive leadership that Draymond Green needs help on. And last night, Cyrus made a great great point on his podcast that Draymond Green looks a little bit slow on the defensive end. There hasn't been talk of him being that defensive player of the year. And granted, it's only nine games into the season. But yeah, I, I agree there that Draymond Green hasn't been the main defensive guy, the guy that can really anchor the ship. But that also comes down to the Warriors, other players helping Draymond Green out on the defensive end. Now, taking this to the football route and the analogy that the linebacker, you know, he's the main staple of the defense there. And if the other guys, if your corners and your safeties aren't doing it, that puts a lot of pressure on the linebacker and the defensive ends to make the spot there at to make the stop at the running back position. Now for Draymond Green on the switches, on the ability to call help defenders over, if he's not able to do that, then that diminishes the entire offense and puts everything on Draymond Green's plate. Now we have to talk about the elephant in the room here and the viral video going around of James Wiseman attempting to set a screen for Steph Curry, sets a bad screen, tries to roll to the basket, tries to post a defender up, and he looks frustrated, disgruntled, shaking his head that he did not get the ball in the low post. He was expecting the ball to go to him, and Steph did not like that play at all. They were trying to set up a play to you know, split action, uh, they don't go pick and roll as much. And, you know, Steph Curry joked about it last week that, hey, all these pick and roll questions. And the issue with James Wiseman is he's a pick and roll type of player right now. He still needs to learn the different motions and the actions in this offense. Now, a lot of guys are calling, going at James Wiseman, attacking him for not being the player we thought he would be. Now, he's only played 48 games in the NBA, if you think about that. And courtesy of StatMuse, in 36 of the 48 games that he's played, he has had a negative plus minus. And last night was another showcase of a negative plus minus for James Wiseman. In 10 minutes, one for three from the field, two points, three rebounds, one assist, Three personal fouls for a grand total of a minus nine. Now it wasn't all it wasn't all James Wiseman's fault, and that's the issue that I have with a lot of Dub Nation. Is James Wiseman needs to develop. Now your two timeline thing last season was covered by Gary Payton the second, Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bjelica. You had those guys to play in more minutes and kind of shadow, kind of put these guys in the back end to where they could play in spurts, small spurts and situations that Steve Kerr wanted. And a great example of this was when Steve Kerr implemented Jonathan Kaminga into the lineup against the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs where he was a small ball five and he provided that spark off the bench that... A lot of Dub Nation wanted in that series against Denver and in Nikola Jokic because Nikola couldn't guard someone as fast and as athletic as JK. Now, in last night's game, where you're taking on this young Orlando Magic team, you have Jalen Suggs, Chuma Okiki, right? You have uh, Wendell Carter Jr. They were having a field day against the Warriors. A lot of young guys being able to showcase this. And also last night with Cyrus, we discussed how other teams like to play their young guys more than the Golden State Warriors do. 
And an example of this that I brought up was that, hey, the Denver Nuggets and Bones Highland rookie year, man, they they played him a good amount of times. Anthony Simons developed very well for the Portland Trailblazers, and he's a main staple there uh, with Damian Lillard after CJ McCollum left to New Orleans, and we'll see CJ McCollum tonight. But I'm trying to say here is these guys need runs right? JK and James Wiseman need to develop in order to understand how to react. Now, a lot of Dub Nation wants to see them, maybe a couple of G League stints down there in Santa Cruz to help develop them. No, you can't keep on sending them down. They got to see these live NBA minutes, live NBA repetitions to be able to understand. Last year, it worked because of the two timeline thing that I meant just mentioned a couple of minutes ago in which it was covered by some of the veterans now these guys have been under the one-year mentorship by those veterans gp2 auto porter and b elite also damian lee of course there juan toscano anderson but now kaminga and wiseman need to use that knowledge that they had last season and incorporate it to this season and we have yet to see that it has only been nine games with a three and six record the defense is definitely an issue now, the rumors of trying to trade these guys, trying to get some contending piece for them. You know, I've heard the whole Dwight Howard thing, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Jakob Podol, maybe trying to get Miles Turner. There's always that Miles Turner rumor every single year. Warriors have yet to make that move. But I think for James Wiseman, Kevon Looney is there to mentor him. I do not want another center being brought in. In Dwight Howard that will just take minutes off of the development of James Wiseman to see run of him on the court to try to get those minutes in and try to build on his young NBA career and Dwight Howard in the clip that he did on the podcast with Shannon Sharp said that he could be that mentor to James Wiseman because he believes he can be the next great center in this league well the Warriors already have this veteran Core. They have these players that have been in big situations compared to Dwight Howard has in his NBA career. These playoff runs, these championships, they have all that leadership and veteran presence there. And they brought on guys like Dejan Milojovic, right? Jamal Malalela. These are guys that help Kevon Looney last season developed as a great center for Dehan. We remember that he was that coach for Nikola Jokic and helped develop him. So I'm still confident in the young rookies, especially with James Wiseman. Now, Jonathan Kaminga. This was a little bit of some breaking news last night um, on our YouTube with Cyrus Ott. Says that he was at a practice at Chase Center. But he cannot disclose the information as to why Jonathan Kaminga is, quote, a.k.a. whatever you want to call it, in the doghouse by Steve Kerr. But Cyrus said that he saw something that Jonathan Kaminga potentially didn't practice that could have been why he is in the doghouse right now and could be why he hasn't played minutes. But tonight... I expect him to see more run if whatever that probation was, whatever he did, Cyrus said he couldn't disclose it, that, hey, maybe some other reporter will uh, say what it was, but that will just be in the back burner, and this is just speculation on my end now from that information that Cyrus gave out last night, 
is if the Warriors rest some starters here tonight, I expect Klay Thompson to rest tonight off the back-to-back, -back, dealing with that whole situation with his injuries last season, the whole mental block this season. I am on the contrary of what Cyrus said last night on the podcast that he wants the young guys to get run tonight to rest the starters. While I agree on that, I think you just dress Clay Thompson, maybe even Draymond Green, and this is where you plug in Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman. Uh, maybe we see some PBJ, some Patrick Baldwin Jr. more tonight. This is all speculation. We have not heard anything yet from the Warriors on if they're resting anyone tonight. You just imagine that they would. But I want to see the young guys mesh with the big three, with Draymond, with Clay. And with Steph, these young guys need to be able to create this chemistry off of the bench. Now, last night, when we just look at the numbers and the allocation, the Warriors had a 16-point lead at one point in this game. Now, the minute allocation is off the bench, you see Jordan Poole, of course, with the most off the bench with 24 minutes, followed by Jamichael Green with 16, Ty Jerome and Moses Moody, the 14 minutes for Jerome, 12 for Mooney last night excuse me, moody last night. What I want to say here is Steve Kern needs to know when to sacrifice defense and offense at the right time. Now, there were times last night where Moses Moody could have been in the game more in comparison to Ty Jerome when they needed a defensive stopper on the perimeter. Because right now, your defensive stoppers on the perimeter, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, right? Those are starters off the bench it's Moses Moody. He's the best defender on the bench right now. And that is concerning for a team right now that has a starting five. You know, you know, you know that Jordan Poole is going to come off the bench and provide that offensive spark. Of course, has struggled the past two games against the Magic and the Detroit Pistons in the last game. And I think the whole carrying issue, the memo that the NBA put out really affected Jordan Poole in that, um, excuse me, not the Detroit game, but the Miami game with all those carries called. And last night against Orlando Magic, I think that's something that the whole NBA, Jordan Poole himself needs to adjust, especially since he is that shifty type of player that relies a lot on change of pace dribbles, you know, that Allen Iverson type of player, type of moves that Jordan Poole really depends on. Now, offense and defense, being able to play that at the right moments, I think is what Steve Kerr needs to do. And Steve Kerr last night said that there needs to be changes in this lineup. So let's hear from head coach Steve Kerr last night on how things need to shake up for this Golden State Warriors lineup. So we set a terrible tone. Um, we've done that pretty much all year. And uh, we, uh, we've, we're going to have to... to um, make some adjustments, make some changes. You know, we've had a look. We've had, what, nine games now? So we've had a decent look at combinations, and uh, so it's time to try something different. What, what does that potentially mean, do you think, to the rotation? Is that what you're talking about, like changing Oh, everybody's going to get a chance to, to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we, we're, we – let me finish. Yeah, we uh, – you know, we're – We've got we've got guys who are um, you know dying to get on the floor and um, you know we've got to find combinations that that click and um, so we'll discuss that as a staff and uh, we'll figure that out. 
Now the Warriors have to figure that out tonight. A quick turnaround, a back-to-back. They're playing the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. That game against the Pelicans will be at 5.30 today on Friday. Now, Steve Kerr said there that, or Anthony Slater asked if that means just more Jonathan Kaminga, and Steve Kerr said that everyone is dying to get on the court right now. So I expect to see Patrick Baldwin Jr. tonight, in addition with Jonathan Kaminga, to finally have an end to his DNP coach's decision situation so far. Now, what I did like in the rotation last night, I did like Jamichael Green with Kevon Looney, but this Warriors team has to stop fouling on the defensive end. Last night, when we take a look at the total fouls from last night's game, the Warriors committing 32 fouls, resulting in 46 free throw attempts for the Orlando Magic. And for the Magic, you compare that to them, 22 fouls on the Orlando Magic, only 15 free throws for the Golden State Warriors. 46 to 15, a 31 free throw advantage for the Orlando Magic. And you had multiple starters for the Warriors have five plus fouls. Draymond Green last night fouled out of the game. Kevon Looney with five fouls and Jamichael Green with five fouls. And Jamichael Green, there was this one play where he just bumped into the offensive player that he was guarding and unnecessarily unnecessary foul for Jamichael Green. Now we really need Jamichael off of the bench because he's really that main staple, that four to five guy that you can really play on right now because the Warriors bench has James Wiseman as that other forward slash center that the Warriors are using. Now a lot of people saying this is Brandon, this is where Dwight Howard can come into play and can really help anchor that defense. I want to see the small ball five in Jonathan Kaminga. I want Steve Kerr to unleash that. And I know I might be on the other side of Dub Nation that's saying Jonathan Kaminga is horrible. That's what the comments we got last night in the post-game uh, YouTube thing that we did last night. And although I agree with Jonathan Kaminga still putting his head down and just driving into the lane, drawing the offensive Foul, you have nothing to lose right now. You're three and six, and you want JK to develop, right? I want to see Ryan Rollins. He's a player that I was very intrigued with when the Warriors drafted him. And Patrick Baldwin Jr., like I've said, his comparison to me is another junior and Michael Porter Jr., where injuries have derailed his career so far in the NBA. I expect JK, PBJ, and Ryan Rollins to see run tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, the Warriors need this win badly. The Warriors are 12th in the Western Conference, just a spot ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers. We remember the Lakers opened up the season 0-5, but they've been able to turn things around a little bit there, winning two games in a row. Now, number one in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns at 6-1, the Portland Trailblazers at 5-2. Six and three for Utah, the Memphis Grizzlies at five and three, and that rounds out your top four in the Western Conference. Very early on, but very concerning issues here. Now, Steph Curry, let's talk about him. He is having a monster season so far. Steph Curry, like I said, with multiple 30-point games on the season. Let's look at his averages so far this year. 
courtesy of Stat Muse once again. Steph Curry averaging 31 points per game, 7 rebounds per game, 6.8 assists per game. And when Steph is on the floor, the Warriors with a plus minus of plus 33. Off the floor, when Steph's on the bench, man, a very ugly minus 62 for the entire Warriors team. Now, Steph Curry leads the Warriors in points, rebounds, and assists. Last night, like I said, very promising game for Klay Thompson. Being able to figure out his shooting, being able to shoot it at the right moments. Great first quarter, and I think that's what Clay needs is a hot first quarter to be able to translate to having a good game. You got to get him going early, and that's what Steph was doing there early in the first quarter. And Steph Curry took over in the second half in the third and fourth quarters, and that's been how the Warriors offense has looked so far. Normally it has been Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins and when Clay was on last night, Andrew Wiggins disappeared a little bit in my opinion. 15 total points for Andrew Wiggins, 6 of 12, 2 of 5. Now a blown layup by Andrew Wiggins. It was a clear bunny that could have been the fa uh deciding factor in this game. You know, you could have gone to the Steve Kerr technical right there. You could have talked about that one run there to close off the third quarter. Uh, the 13-3 run by the Orlando Magic where there was a Jamichael Green three-pointer that briefly ended that run. But then the Harris layup, the technical that I just talked about, and then the Hampton missed free throw that led to bank in three-pointer. That was a devastating factor there for the Golden State Warriors. We can point to all of these little things, these missed plays, but ultimately defense, defense, defense. I cannot highlight that enough that that is how this Warriors team will go. They need to figure out what to do on the defensive end in order for them to rejuvenate and play on the offensive end. And I tweeted out last night, it's as simple as getting Clay Thompson going. And that's what happened early on there in that first quarter. The Warriors, again, their highest point lead in this game was at 16 points at one point. And they had an 11-point lead there in the first quarter. They cannot close out quarters as the Warriors ended that first, allowing 30 points while they scored 30 points. They had a great second quarter and third quarter for the Warriors, 35 to 23 in the second. Excuse me, the Magic came back in that third quarter, 43 to 33 as I will is what I meant to say there. And the Warriors in the fourth quarter, they cannot close those games out because NBC Sports Bay Area put up a graphic in last night's game that the Warriors have the worst fourth quarter point differential, the second worst excuse me, the first worst in the NBA is only the San Antonio Spurs, and we know what the San Antonio Spurs are. They're a young team led by Keldon Johnson there, and you compare that to a veteran Warriors team having a really bad fourth quarter differential, that is something Steve Kerr and company need to take a look at, because you cannot be having the worst fourth quarter, one of the worst for fourth quarter point differentials if you want to close games out, and that you are the defending champions, you have been in these playoff championship atmospheres knowing that you need to close it out now off the bench Ty Jerome has been that offensive guard for the Golden State Warriors and a couple weeks ago Steve Kerr said he wanted that ball handler that playmaker to be there in addition with Steph and Jordan Poole once they both come out of the game or once Jordan Poole leads that second man unit 
I want to shout out and mention Kevon Looney in last night's effort. Amazing 17 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, a plus 10 Leading the Golden State Warriors there right behind Steph Curry or Clay Thompson with a plus 13. 8 of 11 from the field was Kevon Looney and he grabbed two offensive rebounds. Looney, you know, just from the eye test last night was aggressive. We saw that playoff type of Kevon Looney. A lot of people have said that Kevon Looney needs to be more aggressive like he did in the playoffs to provide a spark. And the Warriors were amazing there in the first half in the offensive rebound margin. Now, if we just took a look at the first half, and if I told you the Warriors out-rebounded the Orlando Magic on offensive boards 9-3 to in the first half, with the Warriors taking a 65-53 to lead at halftime, you would say the Warriors won this game. Well, things flipped around, and the Warriors did not record a single offensive rebound in the second half all nine of them came in the first half again remember three offensive rebounds for the orlando magic in the first half they ended with 11-0 boards so eight total offensive rebounds in the second half for the orlando magic that is where that effort there came for the orlando magic in the second half and man chuma okiki Wendell Carter Jr., Franz Wagner, the eighth overall pick in that draft. Cyrus, you know, was disappointed last night not being able to see a number seven pick in Jonathan Kaminga taking on the number eight pick in Franz Wagner for the Orlando Magic. And last night, you just got to give credits there for the second half. The adjustment that the Orlando Magic made in the second half. And on that offensive rebounding end, I got to give my shout out there to their leading offensive rebounder in the second half. It was led by Wendell Carter Jr. and Kevon Harris. Got some big time plays there by Harris and for Carter. Those extra hustle plays is what the Warriors really needed there in the second half. And the issue of James Wiseman, you know, his ability to not rebound at the correct moments. I mentioned it last episode and we still saw it last night. A couple of plays where Wiseman just jumps too early, jumps too late, gets over his outstretched seven foot arms. It is very concerning there, rebounding still an issue for Wiseman, but he will learn with time on the court, and I cannot reiterate that every single time. And the Warriors had to just KYP. They had to know their personnel, and Paolo Bancaro heated it up in the second half. Taking a look at Paolo's second half numbers, 18 points, 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, and the Warriors... Man, they could not stop him. He was going from the mid-range. He was in his bag posting guys up, hitting fadeaways over them, and like I said, getting to the free throw line. But Jalen Suggs too, man. A great com young combo there for Suggs and Bancaro. I'm really impressed by them. Of course, Paulo Bancaro, the first player, the first rookie, and his first game to go 25-5-5 since LeBron James. So Bancaro, a bright future for the kid out of Seattle. Man, Jalen Suggs and him are just going to dominate the league for years to come. But last night, Jalen Suggs came into the game shooting 5 of 22 from beyond the arc. And he hit two big-time threes late in that fourth quarter. One banked in, if I remember correctly. The other was just a straight bomb by Suggs out of Gonzaga. And 
the Warriors, I think they did their right KYP, know your personnel on Jalen Suggs to allow him to shoot those open three-pointers. But once a guy starts making them, you got to respect them and be able to guard him more closely. There was a lot of neg negative step actions by Paolo Bancaro and Jalen Suggs to where a lot of space in front of them, they would retreat, get a little bit of speed there to drive down, stop on a dime even once they countered that, stop on a dime and just hit that mid-range shot. And the Warriors just couldn't stop them. They're young. They got fresh legs. And the Warriors, you know, a couple of old guys, a couple of guys that had to play a lot of minutes off of the bench was a factor in not being able to stop these young guys. Look, the Warriors are going to have to rebound tonight if they want to win this game. They got a couple of great players there. CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. Williamson and Valanciunas going to be the issues there at the 4-5 and five position. Can they out-rebound them? Now, in their starting lineup, and Herb Jones and Brandon Ingram, they have game-time decision tags on them as we look at this at nearly 11 a.m. local time here in California, um, that could change. That would be a big factor if Jones or Ingram sit for the Golden State Warriors. Now, this is on Roto Wire, but expected lineup for the Warriors. It's looking like they're putting, let's see, are we getting some news here? Let's take a look at this if they're resting anyone. So we are getting this news. We will see the young players play tonight. This just came in about five minutes ago that the Warriors are resting. Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins. So we will see Jordan Poole most likely lead the way with Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, Jamichael Green, and Kevon Looney. That should be the starting five for the Golden State Warriors. You know, get these run from these guys here. Try to see if they can provide a spark and get a win. I don't expect them to win tonight with all those starters being rested. The Warriors are looking to avoid an 0-5 road trip, an 0-6 start on the road before they come back home and take on the team that will probably get them on the right track in the Sacramento Kings. No news yet if Dante DiVincenzo or Andre Iguodala will play tonight. But if they do, like I said, that should really anchor this defense. Hopefully, you know, provide that veteran leadership for these young guys, especially on that defensive end. That's all I can say for this episode of Strength and Numbers. Make sure you follow our podcast page on Twitter at dubs underscore strength. Follow me on Twitter at bkadiz0bcadiz0. We'll close it off with Steph Curry's sound from last night, talking about how this team will need to adjust after they're so used to winning that they're just on a little bit of a slow start. Uh, we're in a different kind of mode where we're, you know, we're obviously losing. You know, we're four in a row. Is that right? Um, and we, we've been accustomed to learning while winning and you know you find ways to dig it out even if you don't have it or you're building chemistry or whatever it is <clears throat> you haven't been in this position in a while where you understand you have to play better and you're losing and it's just not a good feeling all the way around so um yeah we don't want to be insane and keep doing the same thing expecting you know different results but we have to kind of pick each other up understand you know, we have, uh, you know, 
Everybody in that locker room has to figure it out. That's that's what the job requires. We we understand that, and you know it's just tough right now to to go out and keep fighting hard. You know I understand our energy and effort was was there, and you don't have any results to show for it. Things need to change there, as said by Steph Curry. We appreciate you tuning in to this episode of Strength in Numbers. And as always, until next week, go Dubs. This show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.